The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage, a Wall Street alum and LinkedIn top voice. I am here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a business leader, a diversity, equity, and inclusion champion, and most importantly, a mother. And my superpower is storytelling. And listen, if you have been tuned into the show, then you know Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy detail out of the story. And then we provide you with tips that you need on not how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations wherever you are. So, Mita, why don't you tell us what we are talking about today? Tell our listeners. All right, Dee and listeners. So here's a hot topic that's been on my mind. Here are the signs that you are being pushed out, or can we say quietly fired? I've been having this conversation with a lot of people and really wanted to unpack this with D, spill some tea, and then of course, leave some tips for you at the end. D, what say you? Quietly fired. My first thought is quiet firing is a thing. Quiet quitting is not a thing. Okay. That's boundary setting. That quiet firing. Oh yeah. We know that all too well. So let's go with it. Let's hear your, I I know you have a juicy story. So let me hear the story. No, I mean, I was, I was being quietly fired and didn't realize it. And it looked like all of a sudden being kept off meetings and being taken off like key initiatives that I thought I was leading, job description changing. Oh, now you're in charge of this as well. But I'm like, oh, we never talked about that. Mm -hmm. Unreasonable goals. So many companies, I think large, as you know, D, because you work with all of the Fortune 10, 50, 100, usually annual performance reviews tied to compensation goals changing very close to the time that the review is happening and they're unrealistic. There's like no way I'm going to be able to meet this metric, meet this measure. And also, OD, this was a telltale sign that I just didn't see. The boss doesn't want to meet with you anymore. There you go. They just don't want to meet with you. They're not really as friendly. They don't say hi. They're not like, let's grab a coffee. They're almost sort of avoiding you. They're creating distance. Write that down, everybody. Create distance, the proximity, it reducing the proximity percentage. And you know what you didn't mention? It is that restructure of now you are reporting to someone else. And so don't forget that quiet firing is also restructuring or informal restructuring. So it may not be organization-wide restructuring, but all of a sudden you are reporting to X and now you report to Y, right? You're reporting to Jane now or Jim, and now you report to Jane. And or reduction in headcount and or reduction in your budget and or assignments shifting from you to someone else. So 
all quiet firing. Being micromanaged on daily tasks that you weren't being micromanaged on before. And Dee and I have a great episode where we talk about micromanagement. So go back and listen to that. But just a shift in business as usual and the relationship, you start to see small shifts on how the boss interacts with you or quite frankly, won't interact with you. But here's the big question, D. Well, let me take a step back. Anything that I missed, any other signs that you have seen as you've coached individuals on what quiet firing looks like? I think we covered it. Withholding information. That was another one too. Like withholding information or updates that my boss might have given me, but now I'm finding out from his peer or from someone else on the team. I think this is more the passive aggressive vacation denied because what that does is it creates the tension and the distance. It's almost like a relationship. But if you think about it, there's always these viral sort of videos or messaging about relationships and when your significant other starts a fight to create distance. So I would add that the tension of being denied high value or meaningful experiences that might be, again, the vacation, the time off, or making it uncomfortable to add to the tension. And that is hybrid working. It might be, or whatever it is, it could be the reverse, right? I've heard stories in the reverse where folks had to or wanted to be in an office because it was not conducive for them to be at home. And so it could it could even be that. But those are also signs of quiet firing And again, they're more not direct, but they're indirect ways of creating tension and creating distance in high proximity relationships. The emotion that came up for me when I think about being quietly fired is that you are being sidelined, you are being minimized, and you are slowly being erased, that you are no longer on this team, you're no longer in this organization, but it's a slow it reminds me of my daughter's chalkboard, right? Like, right, like the slow, it's like slowly I have disappeared. But D, like, why do people quietly fire? Because why can't you just have the courage to tell me what's going on, to either talk to me about my performance or to say, you know, I've done this. We've talked about this. We, we had a, a great episode that I hope you all go back and listen to about what to do next after you're laid off. And we've been on both sides. Dee and I have both experienced being laid off. And I've unfortunately in my career had to do layoffs. And I've also had to work with individuals where I was like, you know what, Dee, as you would say, you have genius, but this is not meant for here and now on this team. It's not working out for X, Y, and Z reasons. So we want to have that conversation with you. What do you want to do next? Because likely that person is feeling it too. Why don't people do this? Why don't leaders just lead and stop quietly firing people? It's because that's a lack of EQ. They don't know how. It's what you just said, you know, having a conversation. You are genius at this thing here. This role, the competency or the skill set or what we really need now is this. So I think it's first, it's the EQ or lack thereof. That's number one. Number two, the reason why leaders don't directly share or do it, it's illegal, unwarranted. It's a foul. It's a flag on the field. Okay. That's why it's illegal. It's not warranted. It's coming from not a legitimate, legal, authorized space of, right? There's something behind it. It's like 
that undercurrent is low vibration. There's something happening here. There's some undercurrent there where you're being pushed out and it's because you're genius and you really are smart and they've got their own personal stuff caught up in or they want to create space for somebody else. You know, I hate to go there immediately. That's why I'm saying initially this is a leadership skill. If you're listening, you and you are somehow feeling awkward and uncomfortable because you know you've done that, then it's okay. Just learn the skill of being able to have difficult conversations or uncomfortable conversations. Not even a difficult conversation. It might be uncomfortable, but it's not difficult. You're being honest. And so build the skill and the competency to phase people out and to be direct and have hard conversations. Sidebar, how about I had an assistant once and she was not good at my assistant. You know what I did? I fired her as my assistant. And guess what? I hired her in another role. And I told her, this isn't your role. We were not a good fit. I'm the CEO. You're my right hand. No. Guess what? She was genius at like contracting and sourcing opportunities. She was amazing. And that's what I said to her. But that's because you have the EQ. But here's the thing that you just said that we're going to dive into is that there's the low vibrations, my friend. I love that. And that's what it was for me. I was working for I love it. I can't get out of it. But you know, you know who I'm talking about working for a white man, worked for a few in my career, a former boss. And it was the quiet firing because the person was threatened by me because they didn't like the attention I was getting, the points I was scoring on the board, which, oh, by the way, only made them look good. This is what I can't figure out about leaders, leaders listening up. But they thought you were playing against and not on the same team. They think, or in that instance, that's a zero sum game in their mind versus you added value to the team. But they couldn't get over that you are the Steph Curry or the LeBron. They didn't want you to do that. They want to make all the shots and take credit for the shots. You pass him the ball. Every single time, pass him the ball. But I think about my team now and I think, wow, my leadership style has changed so much over the years. It's about servant leadership. If I can coach them and make them great, that's my job as a leader, right? That's my job as a leader. Yeah, but you're naturally good at that. And so I think that's the thing here. We're talking about who or when you have a skill set or a natural ability to amplify, to support others, and you know how to lead. And if and it's okay if you don't, then you learn you know, hone your craft as a leader. So yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. 
We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. You know, I want to go back to this piece, which is why we chose to do this episode is, you know, we talked about the signs of being pushed out and being quietly fired. This is what I'll say, Dee. When you start to see the signs, believe them. Believe them and start plotting your next move. Because I felt a little bit like I was the hamster on the wheel, right? If I could just run faster, I can change it. I could change it. If I can just run faster, work harder, try harder. It's me. It's not them. It's me. I'm doing something wrong. And it's like, no, something's changed in the relationship. You're not doing something wrong. And so if I had taken that energy and actually put it into thinking about, was there a spot for me to go internally or should I start looking externally and activate my network? I wish I had done that right? I wish I had listened to the signs and believed them. And so for anyone listening, if you're seeing these signs and if you think you're being quietly fired, then start thinking about what you would do next. And then D, another thing I wish I had done earlier is to ask my peers, is this only happening to me? Is this happening to others to ask some of the allies that are around you to confide in them and say, here are some of the things that are happening. What do you think? Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're spot on because that's part of what we talked about in another podcast about really being a great surveyor of the land, right? That's a new job title. You have to survey the land or an environmental scan, we call it, right? An environmental scan of the workplace, kind of taking the temperature of where you are, but also where is the organization and then where are you in relation to that? And that is the conversations, right? You do need to have a conversation. And as a regular activity, to be quite honest, not just when you see something happen, but a regular activity of when you do have coffee, because I hear you talk about coffee all the time. I, I can't I can't afford to have coffee with folks. But I think that's the regular routine and practice of building relationships, having the regular coffees. And in those conversations, what happens is insight about the organization, the industry, and oh, even, you know, what's your experience now? How is the organization changing? How are your relationships changing? Do you sense the temperature here or any shifts or, you know, what's new and different. And, you know, what's your experience with this, that, and the other? That's a real, you know, way to manage that. Yeah. Okay. So here's the question I'm going to ask that everyone's thinking. Do you confront the boss who's quietly firing you? Do you actually go and have the conversation? If that person doesn't have the EQ, do you say, hey, D, why are you taking me off this project, not including me in these meetings. No, I mean, like, what do you do? You, is that a, is that a option? Do you recommend that? Having a direct conversation using those words? No, but having a direct conversation. Yeah. But not asking in that way, but checking the temperature in terms of, again, I'm going to, I'm going to add this to a regular ongoing performance and check-ins, right? Just how I mentioned the environmental scan, the regular coffees, this is an ongoing conversation. So you check in, Hey, just want to check in on where we are, where, you know, the role, you know, what's going well, what's not going well. And I like to use, I like to share and use ratings scales, a way for you to get more out of leaders who don't have the frame, they don't have the language or yeah. And if you're in tech, they're going to be like, oh, you're killing it. You know, right. If you're in financial services, you're not going to hear killing it, but tech, oh baby, they're going to be, oh dude, you're killing it. Keep, you're killing it. Right. That's not feedback ask questions about, you know, at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, I know I checked in on, you know, how things are going on a scale of one to five, five, exceptional one, not so much. Where do you think we are on the scale with this project? 
oh, on a scale of one to five, five exceptional, one not so much. Where do you think I am on, you know, performance in the last few months or so? What would you because what they'll say is, no, you're good. No, you want a number. Because if you hear three, you've got historical data, friend. Because last quarter, like, oh, just a casual on a scale of one to five, it was four or five. Let me open up my notebook, D, because last quarter you said it was a four. Now we're down to a 3.5. Right. And then you could say, well, can you share just a little bit of insight on what, what do you think shifted? Do you see? That's a very soft professional conversation. It's not putting them on the spot because it's already awkward because they're trying to get rid of your you know what. So you know what I loved about the reframing of this is because in prior episodes, we've talked about and you've talked about facts and feelings, right? Facts and feelings, take the feelings out, come with the facts. But in this case, if I come with the facts of all the stuff you're doing to me, that probably is not going to land well. So it's like, I love what you say, like the advice and the coaching we give is situation specific. It's not some sort of broad brush stroke that you can apply facts and feelings to this. Because if you come in with a bunch of facts here of what your boss is doing, which is quietly firing you, it's probably not going to land well. And you'll probably just get fired. Right. And you're not going to get the feedback that you need. It's awkward. It's confrontational, which, you know, you want to take the savvy side or the savvier or the more advanced conversation. So you start with checking the temperature. It's like in anything, you always check the temperature whenever you're going to have a conversation with anybody to see what's going on in their world before. And then I think you could follow on the conversation. If if it doesn't go anywhere in terms of gathering feedback and insight, even the rating scale, then you pull receipts and say, you know, I asked because I noticed a couple of changes or I noticed that this project that I was leading, I'm no longer leading. And so that's why I asked. So that's the framing of the conversation. Or I'm asking because I know there was a project or let's just say a shift in terms of reporting, or I know there's now a matrix reporting, or I know now that D is being reallocated to the full group. So I think it's after you check the temperature, which is having a conversation and gathering feedback without being confrontational, without, again, pulling the receipts. So you wait and save it to the, to the back end and then get the response. The one thing I'll add before we head into tips is, as we've talked about, like quietly firing someone can be individual. And if you are situationally aware and you look up and you talk to others, guess what? The whole team could be experiencing being quietly fired because layoffs are coming. So if you like look up, as we talked about in a prior episode, and you see what's happening with the marketplace, the business landscape, where your company is exceeding or where you're falling short, the writing starts to be on the wall. And so you actually might not be the only one being quietly fired, which could be interesting to discover. We always run out of time. We're at the end of today's conversation. So let's leave our listeners with our tips. Over to you, friend, for one and two. All right. So tip number one, check in with your colleagues. Your colleagues will have insight and could perhaps either validate or verify whether what you are experiencing is inclusive or what you are experiencing is, uh, yeah, it's you. Okay. And then number two, number two, 
check in with the boss, have a conversation. You want to have a one-on-one conversation to check the temperature and also not just checking the temperature, you want to validate and verify what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. Mita, over to you for number three. So number three D, as we discussed, is believe the signs, do not ignore them. Believe the signs and start planning and thinking about what you're going to do next, whether that's internal or external. And D, I appreciate you so much. I'm grateful for you, friend. Thank you to the LinkedIn Podcast Network. Thank you to Brown Table Talk community. Please share this conversation with someone needs it, someone who needs it today. And we'll see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalk.com podcast.com.